Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm so excited to be back here for season two of the Veronica Edwards Show on bizradio.us. As always, I just want to thank all the listeners. We've been downloading so many more shows this season. I have to shout out Jylan Farr because she's been my brand ambassador, making it to where people are more intrigued to listen to the show. And we have a great one for you guys today. So let's jump in. So today's guest is a certified public accountant and partner at Gosnell, Menard, Robinson, and Infante, which is also known as GMRI CPAs, a PA in Spartanburg, South Carolina. This guest has over 20 years of tax accounting experience, and I have the privilege of working with this guest as my go-to tax CPA for all my clients at Bounds Virtually and anyone that honestly asks me for a good tax accountant. And it's truly, truly, truly an honor to have another African-American CPA on the show, because we're going to talk about this, less than 5% of all CPAs in the United States are of color. So it was an honor when this guest agreed to come on my show because I know that he's a very busy man. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome today's guest, Mr. Bill Robinson, CPA. Put some respect on his name. Hey, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Veronica. How are you? (laughs) I hope I don't scare Bill. This is Bill's first time on radio and I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you on. How are you? I'm doing very well. I was waiting for the clapping in the background when you put some respect on me, but I, you know, no, no clapping, but that's all good. <laughs> yes, we don't have any effects on the show yet, but I like that. So, Bill, we yeah. always start the show asking the guests about themselves, where you're from, um, how you became an entrepreneur, how you became a CPA. So let the listeners know all about you. Okay. Well, um, I'm Bill Robinson, uh, and actually my my government name is John W. Robinson Jr. Oh, and I, and I'm from Union, South Carolina. Um, left Union in 1991 to come to Walford to Walford College here in Spartanburg. And further my education, I was a football player at Walford for four years, and you know during that time as well, I was also a father at the time as well and went through four years of college and basically working being a father and and getting an education all at the same time wow. um so it, it was you know, a lot of people ask me yeah how did you do it well i had support from family and also for support from from walford as well i mean you know there were times i had i'd have to be late for football practice because i had to go pick my daughter up from daycare to take it to her grandmother and so on and so forth. So, um, 
what made me want to be a CPA. Uh, you know, I used to think because um, I was, I've always been a kind of numbers guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the thing, there are two things that made me really want to be a CPA is number one, I used to see my mom who um, basically took care of the books at the church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, way back then, there was no computers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tell people all the time, like, I respect those accountants yeah. prior to the computers. Yeah. Yeah. Way back then, there was no no computer. So she kept all the stuff like on a little manual spreadsheet that she had at home. Mm-hmm. So that kind of piqued my interest. And then when I got into college, I did an internship and set you know, sat in on the internship and the guy was showing me how he does his billable time. Mm. And I thought, hmm. I said, so we did all the stuff today and that's your billing rate. <laughs> and he said, no, I don't get paid actually. I said, well, I, I kind of figured that. He said, but that's what I bill and so on and so forth. So when I, when I walked out, I thought, you know what? I could basically sell myself for a, for a billing rate and make money instead of going to be an accountant and work for somebody else and make money mm-hmm. that way. But I can make my own money and practically have a work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I would probably say about that time, that's when the whole work-life balance thing start evolving for people mm-hmm. to say, hey, you know, yeah, I want to make decent money, but I don't have to make $3 million to have work-life balance. I can make a reasonable amount of money and have work-life balance. Exactly. Especially because you were a young so, father. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so then on top of that, you know, in your question, a young black CPA, mm. I, I looked around and saw there were none at the okay. that, that I knew of. And I knew a lot, also there were a lot of black owned businesses that I came across when I was younger. And even during my time in college, you know, when you start talking, you see people that of our of African Americans who have um have businesses. Yeah. But when you start talking to them and listen to what they're saying, they have no accounting or really t- real tax knowledge. Yep. To make their business go further than what it needs to go to, and most of them, you, whenever you hear them talk about anything, it's, well, I got to pay taxes or I don't want to pay taxes and so on and so forth. Well, how do you not do it? Uh-huh. Well, who who do you go to? Well, and this is no knock on this is no knock on H and R Block or Liberty Tax Services, but that's where they went. Uh-huh. Yeah, and all, and all they're doing is getting a tax return prepared, and in the grand scheme of things, they get a tax return prepared that lessens their taxes. Uh-huh. But then when they want to go do something, get some financing, they give them the tax returns. The bank says, "Hey, I can't make that happen for you because it shows that you don't make any money." Exactly. So hence that pushed me more as well to be able to try to get out and provide that service as well. However, I provide service to everybody. But yes. that's yeah, but that's one of the things that got me got me going to being in the CPA to be a CPA. No, I love that because it sounds like there was definitely an interest <clears throat> when you had that internship. And then also that interest of helping people. And that's kind of how I heard about you, Bill, was through my good friend, Ebony Sullivan, COO of Cassie Electric, friend to the show, been on numerous times out of Greenville, South Carolina, always got a plug. They're the only majority 
black female owned electrician company in South Carolina. And I believe she was in a coaching program that you were participating in where you were helping small business owners. I don't know if it was just of color or just small business owners in general. And I thought, wow, that's cool that you made the time to do that because I definitely do that as well because I feel like it's so important to educate people about accounting and finance. I had no idea how, how, like you said, people have had businesses for years and they still are almost illiterate when it comes to financial literacy. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ebony. Ebony was in the first year I did the MBA program, um, in Green with the Greenville Chamber. They were partnering with the Sparmer Chamber, and that's where I met Ebony. Now, Ebony was not assigned to me as me being her financial coach, mm-hmm. but in sitting in on the meetings and everything, I could tell that you know she was looking for help. Yeah. She was looking for help, whereas some, yeah, some of the people that are in the program, you know, un- unfortunately, you can't say this. Well, you probably could say it, but it probably wouldn't go over well. <laughs> but you want to tell them, look, the best thing for you to do is just go find you a job. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. It's unfortunate, yes, not to squash your entrepreneurial dreams, but sometimes you got to get a basis mm-hmm. going first before you start dumping all your money. <laughs> into something that's just not working. Yeah, I tell people all the time, it's all about timing. Yeah. Some people say, this yeah. is my third time at it, and there's nothing wrong at it. You know, with that, yeah. it just, the time has to be right. The time has to be right. And so, so when I got the opportunity to do that, I thought, you know, this would be great for me to get out and network with people. And not just, you know, my whole goal was, my whole goal hasn't been, even through all the coaching, not to come away with clients out of this. Right. If it ha- if it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, okay. But what I want to be able to do when I do that is provide some coaching to some yeah. of these some of these small businesses that are coming up and trying their best to make a go of it in this entrepreneurship world. I mean, yeah, there's there's a such thing as competition, and there's a such thing as healthy competition and unhealthy competition, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and healthy competition helps everybody involved. Unhealthy competition only only hurts the person that's not that's not competing as well. It hurts it. So, you know, just trying to get those people to understand that you know there's a way to there's a method to the madness. Yes. And I tell people all the time, there's enough business for everybody. You know, there's I refer business all the time to Bill. I refer business to Michelle Tross, who's on our CPA chat monthly, because there's just I just like you said, that work life balance There's but so many hours in the day. I'm a little behind Bill with children. My son's only seven years old. So I'm sure you can remember those times. <laughs> I got to take this dude to swimming, music <laughs> lessons. He goes to a private yeah. school. There's no bus. So I know I have like five, six hours to do what I need to do. And then I need to be on my job as a mom. And I know you can totally relate to that, which now, Bill, are you a grandpa? Yes, I am. I, I have four grandkids. Wow! <laughs> Shout out to yeah. the family, Bill. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, my wife and I have two children, um, and our oldest, she's thirty. She has the four kids. Wow! <laughs> um, <laughs> she she knocked them out quick. <laughs> Joe did. I wish I did this. I didn't even yeah. start till I was thirty-two. I was like, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wish she had a Charlotte when she was 32. <laughs> <laughs> Less gray hairs. <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, I guess she was following in her mother and father's footsteps because we were 19 when she was born. So. But, wow. I mean, yeah. And a success. And you guys are still in a healthy relationship, raised beautiful children. I love hearing that story. So many times we hear about absentee, especially black fathers. And you were there and you still was able to go to college, which is huge because yeah. that just in itself, I think, I don't even do, I don't I know I'm sure I could do it but I'm I don't know how I would have because I was wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it it, it was it, it wasn't easy, but mm-hmm. you know, it ultimately ultimately you know, through the grace of God and and being able to have a good support system, it was it, it, it's doable. It's not something that you just can't do. And yes. you know, and and you know, you make reference to um the black fathers, uh, unfortunately, we as black fathers get a bad rap. Y'all do. <laughs> but but I I'll I'll say this: we're better we're better than what what's being portrayed. Come and, on now. And and at some point in time, somebody's got somebody's gonna see it. I mean, yep. uh, and we just got to keep doing what we do. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what social social constraints that we have. If we want to be good fathers, be a good father, whether you're married to it, married to the woman or not, you mm-hmm. know, make make your kids a priority. Absolutely. Yeah. I see it so much now, like how much of a sponge my child is at seven and even before mimicking everything. Um, he said he goes to all the banks with me and everywhere. So he loves that stuff. Doesn't see anything wrong with it. He has a, a checkings account, had one since he was like two, three years old. And so things like that. I just want to continue to bring that awareness, especially within um, our black community. So, Bill, mm-hmm. let's talk about your accounting firm, GMRI. So you're my first black CPA partner of a firm that okay. I've met. So I would love for you to share with the listeners. How did that come about? Because in essence, being a partner, you're also an entrepreneur. You you have ownership in this business. And then, of course, tell us about the services that you guys provide. But I've been dying to to know how you became a partner. Okay. Well, it kind of all kind of happened. It happened really quickly. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd only been here at the firm maybe, let's see, two years. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, two and a half, two and a half. Let's see, yeah, I've only been here two and a half years at the time. And, you know, we were going through some transitions here in the office that unbeknown, unbeknownst to me at the time. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'd always, I always said that, well, well, here's a little tidbit about it anyway, beforehand. Before I came here, I had my own little accounting practice that I was running out of my house. Come on now, hustler. So I was doing, yeah, I was doing tax returns, of course. Mm-hmm. And I had, I had a few bookkeeping clients that I was doing at the time. Matter of fact, one of my bookkeeping clients, he was, he was a funeral home. Okay. I just kind of just ran into him one day and he said, you know, hey, this is what he needed. I told him I can help you with that. And yeah, we just kind of took off my, I think after my first year with him, I, my revenues from him alone were like $15,000. That's a lot when it's straight cash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, but I knew, I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Right. So, you know, and this is, this is so funny. I mean, 
because I worked for Sparmark County government for about a year and three months. And okay. I left I left there and I went to a company called Bomber Industries in Landrum. And that was a you know pretty pretty decent job, but and just you know you know how you just somewhere and just know that in your gut that's yep. not what you want to do forever. Lord and, yes. And so they ran an ad, and here Gosnell at the time it was Gosnell and Associates ran an ad in the newspaper. And so I just I just faxed my resume in, faxed my resume in. I got called called for an interview. Came back on came for the interview on a Thursday. No, on a Friday, came back on a Saturday for the interview, and they they hired me right on the spot. Wow. Well, here's the uh, here's the kicker about it. One of the guys that was working here was my neighbor across the street from where I was living at the time. <laughs> had no idea. Had no idea. But I met him before at a CPE because mm-hmm. I was still trying to do CPE stuff to keep myself in the loop of what was going on, and I and I ran into him at a CPE. And for people listening, CPE is um, continuing education for CPAs. Yes. So after that, when I when I got here, I mean, they were you know they were going through some things, you know, some struggles, some headaches. And so mm-hmm. one day, one day the guy that hired me, my partner, um, who is Michael Menard, um, we went to lunch one day while we were going to meet a client, and he asked me. He said, "I'm thinking about buying out the other guy," and mm-hmm. I said. Okay. He said, do you want in? And I was like, do what? <laughs> Man, and Bill, how old were you at the time? Let's see. That's been, that was 2002. So it's 20 years ago. So you're like 29. 28. Yeah, 20, yeah 29 years old. Wow. 20, 29 years old at the time. And I'm like, man, you know, and, and you know, and even at the same time, I was, you know, thinking about buying a new house and, you know, moving and all that. And I'm like, man, okay. So, yeah, I went home, talked to my wife about it, and I said, I'm going to pray about it. Mm-hmm. So just, I said, I'm going to take, take a few days and pray about it. Because, I mean, at the time, you know, buying a new house, I mean, we kind of strapped, you know, just getting out of college, trying to, you know, figure all this stuff out. Yeah. And I went home and prayed about it, and I said, and, and the Lord told me, He said, "This is opportunity knocking at your door." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Okay, that's all I needed to know." So yeah. I came back and talked to Mike. I said, "Okay, what do I have to do to do this?" He says, "Well, this is what we're offering. Do you have? Can you get the money to do it?" Da 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 da. Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, I don't have that much, but I'll figure it out." So. What do I do? I call my mom. <laughs> I was just going to say, did you go to the bank or did you go to your mama? <laughs> I, I, I called my mom and she said, yes, we'll help you out. And so they helped me out, gave me the money to go ahead and get started. And then after about two or three years, I just, you know, just kind of started rolling, you know, rolling the dice, kept going and going and going. And then eventually you know, I just started buying more from Mike, buying more of the business from Mike. Mm-hmm. And yeah, here we are 20 years later. I'm a 25% owner. So it, it just kind of went that way. And you know, yeah, here we are now in a stage of our practice where it, we're growing. I mean, we're we're growing. We I mean, we're a firm that we do just about everything except banks and governments, okay? <laughs> and about how many clients do you guys have now, Bill? Oh, God almighty. I mean, you know, I would say I would say at least 500 and that's wow. that's in the, that's individual corporate nonprofits 
um, consulting work, so on and so forth. So yeah, And all yeah. over the world, too, right? Because sometimes people are like, well, Veronica, Bill's based out of Spartanburg. I'm like, don't matter. I'm like, we. it's the year, I mean, the age of just technology. You All, all of your clients, they can send you things electronically. It can be secure. You meet over Zoom. You meet over phone calls. And you've been amazing because you have a teaching style to you. So a lot of people that I've experienced at work with you, just like that you don't talk above their knowledge and that you they they're learning something like you said they're not just going and getting their tax return done and they don't have any idea of what they're doing but they know they didn't pay a lot so i love that about your style and that's why i refer so many people to you because you actually care about what you're doing and you explain it well right well one of the things i learned is in Yes, I got a college degree. We all, we got college, degree, but we as CPAs and people tend to talk mm-hmm. <laughs> in our lingo. Yes, we do. And but then when we get with clients, we start talking in our lingo, and you can look at them, and they're like, "Okay, I don't know exactly what you're talking about." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I exactly. learned. I learned that. I learned that. I learned that by watching people, and mm-hmm. I, I've learned that over the years, just for the simple fact. People say, Bill, you don't say a whole lot. I said, oh, that's because I'm sitting here. I'm listening. Yep. I'm watching. I'm I'm feeling the room. So when I get out of that meeting, the next time I interact, I know how I'm going to interact with that person. And I've learned that over time, you just got to you, you got to get down on people's level. I mean, I can't sit here and talk talk about QuickBooks and start talking about debits and credits and mm-hmm. uh, liabilities and assets and in, income statements and and the cash flow statement, and you don't even know how to put in a check in QuickBooks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. okay. So I have to take it to that level, to the basic level, and then work work up. So. Wow. Well, Bill, I so appreciate you taking the time. I have to have you back because we're already to the end of the show, so we could talk about some tax tips. So if you have availability, I would love to have you back. Um, before the new year so we can provide some tips to the listeners. But again, I just want to thank you so much for starting a career in accounting where it's not many of black and brown people and you're such an inspiration to me. And, and again, thank you so much for doing what you're doing and also being an amazing father and husband. Thank you very much, Veronica. And I will be glad to come back on the show and we can add more to the personal tax tips and, and anything else that you would like to discuss. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Again, I want to thank Bill. I want to thank the listeners. Remember to tune in 10 a.m. on Wednesdays at bizradio.us. And thank you again. And stay tuned for next week. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.